welcome to the weekly podcast for City Chapel at Slaughter Creek, the world's okayest church, right here in Austin. Get to know us better at citychapelchurch.com. We're so glad that you joined us today and hope you enjoy the message. Hope that you all uh, are blessed today and that your families take care of you and uh, get some chocolate at the end of the service. Um, Today is also a special treat for you all in that I am not going to preach today. I'm not going to minister the word. Um, So instead, I've asked my lovely wife to to preach today, Rowena. You all get to try and interpret my accents. You're very lucky. I will try not to say chicken, which is not chicken. They are two different things. Chicken is what me and John were doing out there, checking people in, greeting them. Hey, John. John understands me perfectly because he's from England, you see. So if there is any time that you cannot understand what I'm saying, just ask John. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He is the official translator. Yeah, babe, they, they literally don't understand. They literally don't understand what you're saying. I know. It's all right. I am used to the blank stare of Americans, and it's fine. I will, I will try and enunciate. I will try and speak slowly, but I don't guarantee. You may have to just get the interpretation of tongues, and that just might have to happen today. It's all good. Yeah, okay. Or you could watch the video later and be like, what? Subtitles, that's what it'll have later on. Subtitles, like I was speaking in a Scottish accent, because now that is a hard accent. Kiwi accent, easy. Right, well, welcome everybody. I know, Harry talked me into, no, he didn't really. He just said, do you want to preach? And I said, well, why not? And now I remember why I don't do this very often. Because every spare minute of my week was spent preparing. I said to Harry last night, how the heck do you do this every week? And he's, you know, being a sweet husband, sitting on the end of the bed staring at me while I'm preparing. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop staring. He's like, well, can I help you? I said, well, yes, actually, you could preach tomorrow. That'd be great, and I'll go to bed. (laughs) But he did not want to, so I guess I got voted back in again. But I wanted to um, give a big shout out to all the mummies, my mummy as well. She'll be watching. Happy Mother's Day, mummy, even though it was yesterday, because New Zealand's a day ahead. Very tricky. And to my sister, she'll be listening too, so happy Mother's Day to her. I know, very sweet, isn't it? Loyal following in New Zealand of three. Three that I know of. Very exciting. Yeah, but I wanted to give a shout out to all the mums, not just the physical mums, the mums that actually do the day-to-day looking after of children and husbands, let's face it, we need to look after them too. Um, But also, the spiritual mums the ones that spiritually look after people and nurture people. I want to give a shout out to the mums, the warrior mums. Did anybody see Jan's post yesterday? She was at Art Bra up in Austin last, yesterday, last night. She sent me a picture of her outfit. She had like little coconut bra going on and a cool tribal outfit going on. She was raising money for um, breast cancer and she is just a warrior mum, that one, I tell you, strutting her stuff down the runway and uh, raising money for a good cause. I want to shout out to the mums that are bringing up somebody else's kids for whatever reason, and they're pouring into those children. I want to shout out to the mums who are not yet mums. (laughs) Maybe they're planning on being mums someday, 
I remember our first year of marriage, both me and Harry were quite happy, just the two of us, and we had said when we'd got married that we probably wouldn't have kids. And then on our first anniversary, my husband said to me, maybe next anniversary we'll have a child. And I was like, oh, why, why would you say that to me? Stop. And I, I, was, I was a little bit taken aback. And it took about six months of him praying and fasting into it. No, um, about six months later, I said to him, okay, I think, I think God's spoken to me and I think I'm ready for this. And he said, well, let's give you another couple of months just to make sure, because <laughs> he knows me well. And um, then we decided to um, start having a, a baby. And oh, well, you know, within days, I had that pregnancy test and shoved it into the shower. And he's like, what? What? What is going on? But that was the start of Madden. And, um, so happy Mother's Day to the mums that are not yet mums. And happy Mother's Day to the ones that are not able to be mums. I know there's mums out there that would love to be mums. And for whatever reason, they're not able to be mums. And I see you today, and I see the mums that have lost someone. Maybe they've lost a child. Uh, maybe they've lost their own mum. I know we have a baby up in heaven. Micah was a twin, and we lost the twin early on in the pregnancy. So we have a baby up there, and I know others of you do too, have babies up there, and um, are waiting for that day to go and have some Mother Day fun with them. Um, and I want to recognize the mums that are bringing up disabled children pouring their hearts and their lives out into young ones and older ones that need special care. Um, so anyway, all of the mums, whatever fashion it is that you come in as a mum today, we recognize you and we celebrate you. And um, we wanna, we want, I want to bring a word to you. Um, Harry, when I was preparing for this message, you know, Harry said, what are you going to preach on? And I told him my brilliant idea. And he said, oh, yeah, me and Rocky have done that the last three years. I said, oh, good, right. I think I'll change direction then. Yeah, I don't want to follow in the footsteps of previous Mother's Day preachers, so I'll just go out on a limb. And I'm going to talk on Proverbs 31. Now, Proverbs 31 gets a bit of a bad rap. It does, it does, because often women can feel judged by Proverbs 31, and they see this woman that's doing all these incredible things, and she's up in the dead of night, and she's selling stuff and she's making stuff and women say, oh my goodness, I can't do all of that. Well, this is not what this morning's about. This morning is not to beat you over the head with this incredible um, picture of a woman, but it's to celebrate you guys as women, as mothers, and to highlight some of the incredible things that mothers do. Harry knows that I'm a words of encouragement girl. And he has had to learn along the way how to be a words of encouragement husband. And he's actually doing really good. He sends me little text messages all the time that encourage me and um, say how much he appreciates me, and it's just the sweetest thing ever. About 10 years ago, he started sending me emails over the span of a few months from Proverbs 31. And they're some of my most prized things that I go back to and read over again and again and again. And he would take a verse and he would just pull out both the Hebrew and, you know, factual part of the time because it's Harry, but also what he saw in me that fit into that. And so I want to kind of give you ladies today a verbal email <laughs> that celebrates you and, um, and tells you what an incredible job you're doing and just how beautiful you are. I want to pass on that gift to you. So we're going to be looking um, in Proverbs 31, we're going to be looking at the inner life of a godly mum and woman, because Proverbs 31 is not just mums, it's women as well. 
um, their inner life, their character, and their outer actions, how they live. So let's get going. I have so many notes. <laughs> it's very exciting, and I have my glasses just in case you can't see. Because, you know, when you get to a certain age, you can't see good anymore. What on earth is that? I know, so prayerfully, I won't need them, but they're here just in case I have to look like a granny and, and read. All right. So far, I can read my own handwriting. Verse 10. Have we got it? Ah, well done, tech table. All right. Who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies? So first off, they're telling us this is an exhaustive list. It's a complete list. You know, people talk about not comparing yourself to people on Facebook, yeah, because, or Instagram. I only do Facebook, but there's other things out there I hear. I am not a tech person, so Facebook is enough. But there's Instagram and other things where you see people's lives and it's this pretty picture and it's perfect. And if you were to compare yourself to those pretty pictures, you would get a little bit sad. But there's life as well. So this is Proverbs 31, 10 through 31 is a beautiful, complete, exhaustive list of an incredible godly woman. And it was written by a mother. Well, it wasn't written by a mother, but it was told to a son by his mother. A lot of people think it's King Solomon, so Bathsheba, telling her son what to look for in a wife. And something I learned this week is that it is an acrostic poem, and so every verse starts with the letter of the Hebrew alphabet and goes down um, in succession of the letters of the alphabet. So it would have been something that um, people would have remembered. They made it in a way that you could remember it easily. You know how in maths they make you do fanboys and things like that. You've got to remember all the things. Fanboys, is that English? Maybe that's English. Michelle, homeschool mum, tell me. No? Different? Obviously, I don't remember what fanboys stands for. Do you? It's math. Thank you. Somebody knows. Well done, well done. I had to teach it to my children and I completely forgot what the acronym meant. But that's all right, as long as my children remember. Okay, so it's, this verse is talking about how women, godly women, are rare and precious. Virtuous means strength. This says an excellent wife. Another version says a virtuous wife. And virtuous means strength. It's a, in the Bible, the same word is used for warrior men going out to war. It's a, it's a, um, a place of dignity and virtue and um, strength, force. This is the kind of woman we're talking about. When I was in college, we went to um, a Jewish family's house for dinner, for the um, Sabbath dinner. And it was something we did in college as part of our studies. We did cultural studies and it was beautiful. Uh, we sat down with this family. We were only a small um, class. I went to a Christian private college and um, we were a small class of probably 10 people, and we sat down with his family for their meal. And at the end of the meal, the father got up, and he spoke a blessing over his wife and over his children, and I remember being so touched by that, that this husband would stand up and bless his wife and bless his children and take that mantle of influence on his wife. And so the other night, Harry, um, did the same thing. Um, we didn't discuss this, of course. He just whipped out the Bible and went to Proverbs 31.10 and he started talking to the kids about a virtuous woman. And he was telling the kids how he finds me rare and precious. And it was just beautiful. I know, you can all say, oh, he's lovely. <laughs> I know. And, uh, 
And it was beautiful. And Madden pipes up and she's like, well, mummy, I am a virtuous woman. And we're like, well, love, you're a virtuous woman in training. Once you drop that attitude towards your brother, maybe you will graduate. No. <laughs> but we all know that strength takes training, yeah? CrossFit lady over here knows that you don't just get in the middle of whatever the heck they do in CrossFit. They do burpees and something horrible. I don't know. All of my friends that do CrossFit are covered in bruises, um, but look lovely. And, um, but it takes time and you know, to build up that strength, and becoming a virtuous woman takes time. So Harry was encouraging Madden that she is a virtuous woman in training, and it will build, and yes, one day she will step into those shoes of a strong and virtuous woman. Verse 11. Verse 11. Oh, is it there? Oh, good, right, lovely. <laughs> the heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. Um, one of the emails that Harry sent me about the Proverbs 31 was talking about, there's a verse later on that talks about ships. And um, he said, you know, we are each other's port. We pull in to each other's port and we rest in each other's. We're ships that pull in and rest at anchor with each other. And I think of that when I think of this verse, that the heart of her husband safely trusts her. She's a place of safety. She's a place of trust. And that might be for your kids, and that might be for other friends or family members, a place that people can trust. And then it says that he will have no lack of gain. And that gain actually means plunder. But it means that God brings a blessing on a virtuous woman. There's provision that follows her. There's blessing. I know we've experienced that in our lives. There's plenty of times that um, on paper we look terrible financially, <laughs> and yet it all works out just fine, and we do great, and there is always enough. There is always enough for everything we need. Blessing follows that. Booty? Of course it does, because it's <laughs> Harry's favorite version. So, <laughs> pirate. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> he can't resist. He has to be involved in the message. <laughs> exactly. All right, verse 12. <laughs> she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She just gets better and better with age. The other day, my lovely husband said to me, he said, Ro, you just get more and more beautiful with age. And I don't know, I know, it's lovely. I, it might be a sermon about how wonderful Harry is. That might be what happens, we're not sure. It might be how he planned it, I'm not sure. But I, you know, I don't know if you other women, as you age, I get less and less impressed <laughs> with myself. <laughs> um, because, you know, your brain's not as good after you have children. That seems to have gone out the window and you're not quite as intelligent as you used to be. You're a little bit frazzled, a little bit, you know, chubby than you used to be, all of that. And um, I'm not as impressed with myself. I have wrinkles, you know. People call them smile lines. I call them wrinkles. And, um, but Harry was being very genuine and just said, I think you're more beautiful today. I think the wrinkles uh, just make you more beautiful. And I'm just like, well, I just love that you think I'm beautiful. That's brilliant. It's good. We have a T-shirt. My husband thinks I'm pretty. Okay, but she, she gets better and better. She becomes more of a blessing, a godly wife. Verse 13, she seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. 
Other version says that she works with delight. She, um, and I, you know, as a mother, sometimes it's delightful being a mother, isn't it? It's lovely when the sun's shining and the children are smiling and they're telling you how wonderful your meal was. That's a good day. That's, that's delight in that. And then there's other days that it's not so delightful. And um, I have a couple of friends that I'm really close to. We hang out a lot and we'll text each other sometimes, this is not a nice day. <laughs> we're homeschool mums and so we're with our children all the time. We're like, pray for us. So, you know, they're, they're often, they happen, those text messages, and it's all right. There are days that are not delightful as a mummy and there are days that are delightful, but God can place that delight in you. On the days that things are not so delightful, He can bring delight into your life and remind you of the calling he's made on your life and why you pour yourself out. Um, he knows, God knows how big and diverse your job is as a mum. He knows that you have to seek the wool and the flax. He knows. It's, it's diverse, it's a big job. And, um, and he can help us with it. Okay, verse 14, oh, this is one of my faves. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. Don't you love it when you are compared to an inanimate object? I like it. I think of Song of Songs. You know, deer and horses that we're compared to. Different things. The other day, Harry sent me one of my lovely text messages and he compared me to his Barry Sanders helmet. Yes. You all... You all know his Barry Sanders helmet. If you don't, you will hear about it in a sermon because he loves to talk about it. He just got a new visor for it. He is very excited with gloved hands. He got that helmet out, put that visor on, put that helmet back. Very excited about the helmet. It's in a, it's in a, it's in a fireproof box. No, I'm sure it's not fireproof. I don't know what it is, but it's a box anyway that sits above our fake fireplace in prominence in our living room. And every time I look at it, I think I really love my husband that I let that to be in my living room because it is ugly. Um, no, he loves it. <laughs> he loves it. And he's told me it's worth a fortune because literally if he passed away, I would be taking it to the thrift store, but he tells me it's worth money. So maybe we will sell it if that ever happens. But anyway, I got compared to a Barry Sanders helmet, which you would think, hmm, that's strange. But no. He was talking about how he never gets bored at looking at me. He's, he, he loves to look at me and he loves to look at his Barry Sanders helmet and it never gets boring. And it was very sweet. It was a very sweet comparison. I'm sorry, I'm probably putting you under the bus. I don't mean to put you under the bus. But it was very sweet and it gave me, you know, I see his adoration for the helmet daily. And, um, you know, he stands beside the helmet sometimes and, you know, loves the helmet. And so I, it, it, was a, it was a view that I could get. I was like, okay, I understand that. And that's how you look at me. That's really lovely. That's really sweet. <laughs> but the reason this, um, this scripture is one of my favorites, this verse, is it's a, um, it's a ship that is going out and then it's coming back to port. And as it goes out, it's trading. And as it comes back, it brings back plunder or gain or wealth. And as mums, we are always going out. We're always, as women, we are always going out. We're trading of ourselves. We're giving of ourselves in different places. And then we bring back for our family. Maybe we bring back wisdom. 
from a situation that we encountered that day. Maybe we bring back empathy because we sat with someone who had had a really rough time that week. Maybe we bring back joy because we got to hang out with our friends who uplifted us and encouraged us and we bring back that. Maybe we bring back incredible strength because we've spent time with our Lord and he has imparted to us a beautiful strength to bring back to our family. But we are always going out and so I have this picture in my head now of a ship going out and coming in and it's something you guys can take away with you because I know you won't remember the acronym in Hebrew letters. So at least there's one thing you can take out and say I am like a ship I go out and I bring back gain to my family. Verse 15, how are we doing on time? 11.15, all right. Unlike my husband, I actually stick to time, so, you know. Verse 15, she also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. Now in those days, the whole, in that place in the world, and at that time, the whole family was up during the night um, so it's, I don't think it's saying that the woman is up and everybody else is in bed. Um, the whole family was up for a time in the night and then they would sleep in the middle of the day in the heat of the day. That was just quite a normal practice in, um, in Israel. So it's, it, it's more saying to me that she's doing the right things at the right time. She's in sync with her family. You know, when her family is up, she's up. She's doing the things with them. And when they're sleeping, she's sleeping. And, and she's... she's um, yeah, she's doing the right stuff at the right time. And, and I, I love this, um, you know, she adds a portion for her maidservants. So I was saying to the Lord, you know, I don't have any servants, Lord. I would like some servants. I would, I would, I would quite like that. I would be good to them, Lord. Um, but no, that is not what we do in this day and age. But I did think, I have a washing machine. I have a dishwasher. I have a car. I have some servants that I do not treat very well probably, but my husband is very good at looking after them and maintaining them. So that's all right. I got my servants. Verse 16, she considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. This is mammoth. Has anyone ever tried to plant a garden and keep it alive in Texas? No, it's ridiculous. They just want to die. I can keep, I can keep 13 horses alive effortlessly on my property. Can I keep a tomato plant alive? No. Mm -mm, no. The peach tree stays alive, thankfully. It is self-sufficient. But all other vegetables apparently are weaklings and all die as soon as I look away from them. So it is hard to grow a garden. But here I feel like it's saying that all the people that you mothers affect, we are the fields that you cultivate. We are the fields that you spend time in and that you weed and that you plant good stuff in us. And that when we bloom, we honor you. That's when the, the honor comes back to the mums, when their kids, when their friends, when their community, when their husband blooms and blossoms. That shows that they've done good work in that field. They've done good work cultivating it. Verse 17, she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. When you gird yourself, I hear, I have never girded myself, I do not think, but when you gird yourself, you have to pick up, yeah? You have to pick up a belt, a covering. Although I do have a belt on today. I stole it from Harry's wardrobe because I don't own any belts, but I did not want my pants to fall down while I was on stage. So sometimes you just take extra caution, don't you? Provide for yourself. And um, so she's girding herself. I've lost my place completely. Where am I? Girding, right. 
um, they pick it up. And this reminded me of mums, women that are humble and will let strength be picked up from another place. They don't have to stand there and say, I've got it all. I've got all the strength I need. I am an independent woman. No. They say, I need strength from you today. I need help. They reach out to their friends. They reach out to their pastor. They reach out to their family. They reach out to trusted people and they say, community and their family helped them out. You know, the single mums who came out yesterday helped strangers, let strangers help them out. I love it. And they were so sweet and so thankful. I cannot imagine being a single mummy. It, uh, once I became a mum with an incredibly supportive husband, I realised how incredibly hard and demanding being a single parent, and we've got some single dads in the room, and I include you in this as well, how incredibly demanding being a single parent is, and I take my hat off to you if I had a hat. All right, verse 18. She perceives that her merchandise is good, and her lamp does not go out by night. So again, I don't think this means she's staying up all night. Obviously, we were created to have sleep. But I do think it means that she prepared ahead of time and had enough oil in her lamp to keep it, awake, keep it um, going all night. Um, and it also could be that it's an emergency light. You know, maybe she's got the lamp going all night so that her family can feel safe, that if there's an emergency, they know that the light's there and they can get out of the house. I know a lot of mums here create safety for their families, for their community, and they're a place that's a safe place to come for advice, for counsel, for a hug, for a meal. Um, they're, they're a place that has the emergency light on and it's able to be um, used by anybody that needs it. Verse 19, she stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spin spindle. When Harry was sending me the emails about this, he had a beautiful description in there about spinning destinies. Obviously, none of us, well, I don't think any of you, maybe you do, maybe you've got hidden talents, um, um, weave um, cloth from a distaff or, or a spindle, but we do all spin destinies. We have children that we are making into a beautiful tapestry with the Lord's help. Please don't think I'm saying you do this all on your own. This is all under the authority and the provision of God. But we're spinning destinies. We're creating things. We, um, children that will honor the Lord. Um, a while ago, you know, during 21 days of prayer and fasting, we um, do prayer every single night. And one day we were here in this building and we were in a time of prayer and whoever was leading that particular prayer meeting said, I want you to turn to the left and pray over the person that's beside you. We were kind of all sitting in a circle. And Micah happened to be beside me, my son Micah, for those of you who don't know me. And um, so I turned and I laid my hands on Micah and I was praying for him and God gave me a real vision for him while I was laying hands on him. And I was able to tell Micah afterwards, hey, look, this is what I feel like the Lord is saying to you, and Micah was so excited that God had spoken through me to him, and I was reminded by the Lord, Rowena, lay hands on your children. Pray over them, pray into their destiny, spin that destiny, create it into what I've got planned for them. Verse 20, she extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. This is a huge theme in scripture. Um, giving to the poor, taking care of the widows. 
um, giving alms. And to me, it shows a woman who has compassion and takes action with that compassion. She doesn't just sit there and say, oh, well, sorry about your luck. She actually helps that person in need. Verse 21, she is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed in scarlet. I found a bit of a gem in one of the commentaries I was reading on this. Scarlet, the color scarlet then had to be double dyed. Um, so it was a, and it was an expensive color to create. And so it was an expensive cloth and not many people had it, but one commentator said, maybe it's a translational thing because that word can mean double in the scarlet. And so maybe it means that their clothing was double layered. You know, they're not afraid of the snow because they're clothed in scarlet or they're clothed in double, double layers. So she was preparing for her kids to be out in the snow. We don't have that problem in Texas, unless it's snowmageddon, which we all hated and wish never happens ever again, ever, ever, ever. But she's prepared. When, when I was growing up, my mum worked part-time. She was, she was there in the mornings when we went off to school. And she went through a stage, sorry, mum, that I'm going to tell this story, and sorry, Donna, because you are the bane of my existence in the story. That's my sister. Um, my mum went through a stage where, you know, I'd have my friends pick me up at the door, because we walked to school in those days, and um, uphill both ways. And, um, you know, we're at the door, and... <laughs> My mum would pick up my skirt, my uniform, and check, Mondays. And I'm like 10 years old, I'm like, Mom, stop it. She's like, I'm just checking you've got undies on. I'm like, I have had undies on every day of my life. Why? Well, one time, my sister went to school without undies on. And so ever after that, I was checked for undies. I was not the child, but my mother was prepared. Right? She, she had seen an issue, and she was prepared from then on out. She was like, never again will one of my children go to school without undies. No, I will check them in front of their friends. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, I know, that's good fun. But mums, they see stuff ahead of time. They prepare. They, um, they set the stage, and they say, okay, this will be a problem, so let's prepare this and make sure it's not. Verse 22. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. This whole Proverbs 31 has told us so many of the character traits of a godly woman. She's diligent in her work ethic. She has wise business practices. She has honorable speech. She has compassion. She has integrity. And she dresses well. She makes clothes and she dresses well. Sweet Harry thought he would always marry a girl from Dallas that always looked immaculate and had makeup on, and he got me. So he was very lucky because I can look really, really bad most of the time. I have my usual attire, Harry will attest to this, is boys' basketball shorts and oversized T-shirts because I work on the farm all day and it's dirty and it's sweaty and I have hay notoriously in my hair and dirt under my fingernails. One night I was resting my head on Harry's chest, we were just watching TV or something, and I sat up and there was literal hay on his shirt and I said, oh, sorry, darling. But, um, but once a week, at least, I dress up. And I blow dry my hair, and I put makeup on, because I want to honor him, and I don't want to freak you all out with my basketball shorts and oversized t-shirts, although if you come to my house, you will see that. And I, but I, it's, it's a, I know that my husband, you know, loves to look at me dressed up, and so I'm like, you know, that's all right. 
If I got Rowena's way, I would probably live in my basketball shorts all the days of my life. But I don't mind. I don't mind dressing up, and I don't mind that look in his eye when he looks at me. He's like, nice, darling. That is all right. That is all right. When he stares at me like his Barry Sanders helmet, he's like, oh, yeah. You got a visor on, girl. That's what happens. <laughs> all right, verse 23. Her husband is known in the gates. When he sits among the elders of the land, her husband has been able to do what he's called to do. Um, what part she has in that, I'm not sure. It doesn't. I know that she is a woman that brings home good things to her household, pours out compassion. So I'm guessing she has something to do with that. Um, he's a man of influence, he's respected, he's got integrity. It takes a strong woman and a strong man to build an incredible house and family. And if you're a single parent here today, God can fill that other spot. If you have an unbelieving spouse, God can definitely step in and fill that spiritual spot that's left vacant. Don't think that you're in it all alone. Please don't think that you're in it all alone. We are the best version of ourselves when we are reliant and hidden in him. Verse 24, she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. And verse 25, strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She clothes herself first in strength and dignity. So she, she takes care of herself first. Now, I don't mean that in a indulgent, oh my goodness, I need to go and get my hair done and my nails done and all of that before I can help anybody else. I don't mean it in that way, but internally, she figures out who she is in God and that she is resting in God and that she is a ship that goes out and comes in and brings back good things. And then she affects her community with that. And then she affects her world because that word merchant, is it merchant on this Last and oh, no, she opens her mouth, wisdom and teaching kindness. Oh, we are on a different verse. 24? Can we have 24 back? Oh, thank you. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchants. So these merchants were foreigners. They weren't people from her community. They were people that were passing through selling stuff. So please be an incredible light for not only your family, for not only your immediate community, but for everybody else. On Wednesday, we have a man coming here they're doing a lunch for him, what time? 11.30, and he is a missionary over in the Karen. It's called the Karen, isn't it? No? Ah, that's the people? Ah, lovely, now he doesn't talk. No, now we're full of silences. Help me out here. <laughs> he mission he's a missionary in Asia, Burma, no? Asia, we'll just go general. Lovely, yes, would you like to? No, not right now, I'm preaching. But he's coming at, he's coming at 10.30, on, at 11.30 on Wednesday, and he's going to share about being a missionary and impacting the world, and it's beautiful, the mission work he's doing. Harry will tell you about it when he gets the microphone back. Look, he, he'll never do this again. He'll never give me the mic, so I have to milk it for all it's worth. It's all right. It's fine. He gets to talk to you every other Sunday. Um, she looks forward to the future because she's making provisions for tomorrow. That's the verse 25. She laughs 
I love this. Yeah, she laughs at the time to come. She's able to smile about the future. She's able to laugh into the future because she's prepared, because she's trusting in the Lord. She knows good things are coming to her family. And if hard times come, she knows the Lord is good and he will provide whatever she needs and her family needs to get through that time. Verse 26, she opens her mouth in wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. Her <laughs> her wisdom is rooted in the fear of the Lord. She lives her life in accordance with the Bible, and she has kindness that falls from her lips. Verse 27, she watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Now, I know sometimes we can feel like we're not idle because we're just busy. Busy, 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 busy. But this woman is very um, particular in what she spends her time doing. She's not just busy, she is busy doing the right things at the right time. She's, um, she's looking to the ways of her household. She's checking in, are my kids showing kindness to others? Are they living in God's wisdom? Do they have a fear of the Lord? Are they living in the ways of the Bible? Do they have good attitude and hard times? She's looking to the ways of her husband to help him. Is he able to do what God has called him to do? Does he trust in me? Do I do him good? She's looking to her family and her community. Is she helping the poor? Is she living free of fear because she knows God's got this? So the whole of Proverbs 31 has told us how she lives um, in a way that is, um, that she lives, she looks well to the ways of her household. Sorry, that was a little bit of so, all right, let's bring it home. Verse 28, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. They like her because she spent time nurturing them. She spent time pouring into them. Verse 20, 29, many daughters have done well, but you exceed them all. She's hearing encouragement from them. Verse 30, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Let me tell you, if you fear the Lord, if you live according to his ways, you will always be beautiful. And your charm will not be deceitful. It will not be with wrong motives. It will be with right motives. And verse 31, honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. You will have all got a card at your seats, and if you didn't, we can get you one. What I want you to do is I want you to fill out this card. I have given you a laundry list, 22 verses, of amazing things that you can praise your mother. Now, this might be a spiritual mother in your life. This might be your actual mother. This might be a card to yourself. I'm not sure. You go for it. But I want you to fill out this card. Take time to think, what are the wise things that my mother has said to me? If anyone needs pens, just tell us, ask a mum close to you because mums always have pens in their purse because we are prepared and organized at all times. That's right. No, there's pens all the way around. Um, this first one is what something wise she said to you. The second one is what actions has she done that has affected your life, that has been influential. So I'm going to give you a minute or two to fill out that because I want you to do it. I don't want you to take it home and forget about it. I want you to fill it out. And I want you to get that to the mother in your life or a mother in your life. You might have several if you're really lucky. 
Okay, I'll give you a minute. We'll play instrumental music. Do, 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 do. This is Peter, it'll take him an hour to fill it out at least. I'm gonna give you 30 more seconds. <laughs> the giggling Fenton's in the front row. <laughs> they have jokes. <laughs> That's what you're going to get on your card? Why did the chicken cross the road jokes? Hmm. <laughs> oh, nice. They're going to remember those ones. Oh, that's nice. That's encouraging. All right. Well, if you haven't done yet, finish that and get it to them. But anyway, I want to end. We celebrate all of you, you brave and passionate mothers. And I challenge you to join God in creating beauty in this world. Help bring order from chaos, which is what his wisdom does. It brings order from chaos in your families, in your communities and beyond. Thanks, and have a lovely Mother's Day. I'm going to hand it back now. Handing back. Thank you, babe, for sharing. And um, yeah, I love Proverbs 31. It started, I started sending the email for a female um, like 10 years ago or so because she, she wanted me to get better at words of encouragement and I'm just, I couldn't think of anything to say. But I am a preacher, so I read Proverbs 31. And I was like, this is actually really encouraging to women, I think. And this is not a, a bad passage for women. I think it's meant to encourage. I think it's a... It's, it's from the mind of a woman, um, at least whatever Lemuel could remember, whatever the guy could remember, whether that's King Solomon or whatever. But yeah, so uh, I trust that, that you are, all of our moms are mothering from that place, from a place of honor. Uh, verse 31 says, you know, honor this woman, that, that, she, that she ought to be honored. And I think it's a, it's a cycle, it's a circle. So as you are honored, then you're able um, to look after the, all the ways of your household, then you're able to. And so, yeah, as Ro was saying, if you're receiving that from, from, uh, from, from a, a wonderful man who loves Barry Sanders, um, who doesn't like Barry Sanders, a Detroit Lion fan, uh, or if you're receiving that from God, uh, you can receive that honor. You can receive that encouragement from the Lord. You can receive it from a human. You can receive it from uh, sisters at City Chapel, other women that can gather around you. But you do need to be uh, receiving that. You need to know that you are honored, that you are adored, that you are loved. Um, and so hopefully you feel a little bit of that today. And uh, Ro is 
Ro is encouraging us in that. And then take that card, the card that Ro had for you. Um, you can take a picture and text it to somebody. You can actually physically hand it to somebody. Um, maybe they're your spiritual mom. Maybe they're just a mentor for you. Maybe it's your actual mom uh, or just a mother that you really do uh, appreciate and uh, a single mom that you want to encourage her, um, that, you, that you see her and you see what she's doing. So, um, yeah, I think these words of encouragement are great, and that is very much Rose Hart. So um, we are going to have uh, these uh, chocolate bouquets for you ladies uh, here at the end of service. Um, but before we do, um, let me just pray over you and, and bless you. And, um, and I'll also let you know about Wednesday. It's true. Wednesday at 1130, if you want to come uh, be a part, it's open to the public. Uh, there's a missionary that we support. It's called Earth Mission Asia. And um, uh, the guy, Dr. Mitch Ryan, is going to be here sharing about his work in, used to be Burma, I think it's Miramar, it's right near Miramar now. There's a group called the Karani, uh, and it's a group of people, about a million of them, and they're sort of trapped on the border there for the past hundred years. Um, and so they really uh, uh, have, a, have, a, have a difficult life. And uh, this Earth Mission Asia, they go in and they train doctors and nurses. Uh, they give free training to uh, the, the Karani, and then they send them back. It's about a four- to five-year program, and then they send them back into their village um, to serve. And um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a great blessing to the community as well as to uh, those people because they spend four or five years with them, and they get to share, they get to share a little a little bit about Jesus with them. And so can't, there's only so much you can say on Facebook about, about this, but um, that's why we don't show a lot of videos about them. But we do support them financially every month. And uh, Dr. Mitch was going to be in town. He's going to have a lot more videos that he can't show on Facebook that we are showing them here. And we'll have a lunch provided. So let me know if you want to come. Uh, I'm, I'm getting, getting a, a, a tally together of everybody that's going to be here. And we're going to have food provided and get to meet um uh, Dr. Mitch, and uh, uh, hear about the work that is going on there. But uh, let's go ahead and pray over our moms before we close today. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for these precious women in our lives um, that have uh, nurtured us, that have poured into us, uh, and we pray that you would bless them today, uh, that this is a day that we recognize them, and it's, and it's important, and it's good. The motherhood is something that you invented, you created, uh, and uh, you, you, you reflect, uh, th they reflect your nature. And so, Lord, we get to know you better um, because we have had mothers. Imperfect ones, yes, but we understand more of your character through them. And so may they be honored today. May they be encouraged today uh, in whatever state that they're currently in. We pray that you would bless them and that you would be with them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, ushers, if you come down and just stand down here and be ready, uh, all our moms can come down to the front, grab your bouquet of chocolates. Hope you have a good day today. You are dismissed.